Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, everybody. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today, our week 16 recap. Hope you're happy. Hope you got a championship. And we welcome you on this. It's Sunday night for us. The game just started. It's Monday morning for most of you. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All that great stuff. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on a happy face and pretend to be in a big, a good mood. How are you guys feeling, Dave, Jamie, Heath? Is it a happy week 16 for you guys? Why are you pretending to be happy? Because I'm pissed at fantasy football. Did you lose them all? I lost two for sure, and I have a good chance in the two quarterback league, I suppose, but I just don't feel lucky, so. <laughs> uh, I don't feel lucky, but yeah, you know, just not my day. How about you guys? Feeling good? I'm feeling all right. I uh, I made the three peat in one league. Ooh. That uh, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I believe Pat um, Riley is going to sue you for saying three peat right now. Okay, he can come at me, bro. Uh, I, I like my chances of winning in my keeper league. I think I'm still in it in the IDP league against Heath, and I don't want to talk about the. Uh, early, early August auction, no prize league where I went head to head with Jamie. <laughs> you still have a shot. I, I already closed out the browser. I owe you 10 bucks. You're down You're, 20 with Carson versus Damien Williams. I was going to say, you, you must be way down because I am currently beating you by 86 and you think you have a shot against me in the IDP league. So. <laughs> I've got like five guys left in a PPR league, including Mahomes, Carson, and Philip Lindsay and Damien Williams. That's true. I have Tyreek Hill, Harrison Butker, Eric Berry, and Bobby Wagner. Well, good luck, guys. I'm giving myself a chance. How would you describe Fantasy Week 16? If Week 15 was just ridiculous, depressing, uh, dud- was awesome. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, I, entertaining. Yeah, you know what I, I thought it was. I hope I hope you stuck with Aaron Rodgers. I hope so. Yes. I I thought it was sort of uh, normal, like not about you know like it, it wasn't that crazy. It wasn't head scratching. It was pretty normal. I thought like I don't a normal- know the Steelers Steelers fans might think it's head scratching mm. right now. You didn't like the fake? No. Right? I did like the celebration on the fake, though. That was. That was <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to start with CJ Anderson. How about CJ Anderson? So, Todd Gurley, we get the report in the morning that he's expected to play. Then we get the inactive report. He's not playing. CJ Anderson is 29% owned. He had 20 carries, 167 yards, and a touchdown. One catch for negative five yards against the Cardinals. He'll have San Francisco next week. Hopefully, Todd Gurley's back. But, um,. Yeah, we have to talk about the playoff picture as well. Uh, but CJ Anderson, guys, um, did any of you start CJ Anderson this week? I did not. Uh, no, I, I picked him up in a few leagues. I played against him in one, which I was upset about. I thought he would play well. I didn't expect this. Yeah, this is a big one. My biggest concern was just the usage. I, I like it's a great situation for any running back if you get the percentage of work he did. I did not start him in any league. He is in my on my bench in the uh, podcast listeners league. Oh, are you going to win? Who's going to win the podcast league? I am up by 29 right now. I have Kelsey and Tyreek Hill left. He has Jared Cook and Brandon McManus, so I think I'm in good shape. Hey, all right. We are winning. CBS, CBS. Congratulations. I have never, I've never won that league, so that makes me happy. I think this will be the second time one of us wins the league, so that's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, Anderson has a big game. And, and by the way, we're going to have week 17 waiver wire. So since we don't know Gurley's status, we hope he plays. But, uh, Anderson will be someone we talk about against the 49ers. So guys, for fantasy, you know, going forward for next week for the people who are playing, what's the playoff picture looking like? The Saints have wrapped up the one seed. Anyone yes, else? Dallas that- has wrapped up the four seed. Okay. Is that and as it? of now, as we talk at, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday night. That's it. Okay. There will be someone who wraps up something after the Chiefs and Seahawks game. Okay, so one of those two teams will be locked into a spot? Sure, but if it's Seattle, that doesn't mean anything. They tend to play their starters whether the game matters or not. Okay, so right now it is the Cowboys and the Saints. And that's, I guess, the fact that the Bears won was big for Todd Gurley owners because it does mean the Rams have to play for something next week, right? Yes. Yeah. Doesn't mean that Gurley's going to play. Right, right. They might feel like, well, we just kicked butt this past week. We can probably do it again. Let's roll out CJ Anderson and get Gurley really ready. He would have oh, a month oh, or no. so to get ready. I, I just noticed that my opponent in the podcast listeners league started Josh Allen and benched Nick Foles. 
<laughs> nice. Congratulations. Uh, something to consider for next season, guys, when you do your week 16 rankings next year. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, last name Rudolph, has uh, five touchdowns now in his career in Christmas week. So just want you to keep funny. that. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. He had two. To I, I may I may lose one of my leagues on that hail mary because of oh. uh, playing against cousins. Oh, okay. not, not the other touchdown, just the hail mary. Well, I mean, it's a, obviously a fluky one, and I'm down twenty three points with uh, it's non PPR with Carson and uh, and Kelsey going right now. You're good. Oh, you got it. You got it. Um, I may have a lot of just it picked on up a point yeah. right there. Right. Marcus Mariota left with a stinger as we get to the big news. Uh, so that was uh, disappointing. He played about a half of that game. He'll face the Colts next week if he's able to play. But it's been an annoying season for Marcus Mariota. And this, I believe, was the seventh game in his career that Mariota has left with an injury and the first time that the Titans have won. Uh, and, and speaking of, like, bad beats, you know, you could lose on the Hail Mary. People who are going to lose because of that Titans DST touchdown, that is pretty annoying. Uh, there's Don- another. There's another one too. I mean, it's minor, but uh, Lamar Jackson finishes with 39 rushing yards. Oh. He had 41 on two kneel downs. Mm. Yeah, that could. That you're right. That could be it. Uh, Dante Pettis left with a knee injury in the first quarter. Matt Breida left with an injury. Wait, 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 wait stop. Shocking that he left with a what? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Heath, you usually I, uh, predict that. I I started Breida over Gus Edwards against the eight year old. Oh, are you going to lose the eight year old? Oh, no. Did Probably you? going to lose to the eight-year-old. I have Baldwin and Kelsey going right now. He has Mahomes going. I don't understand. You always predict that Matt Breida is going to leave with an injury, and you actually started him against the Bears? I was really worried about Gus Edwards. He had a better game than I thought he was going to. Yeah, a lot of it on he one He actually run. caught a pass. So what day is uh, the eight-year-old coming on when you come back from your vacation? Yeah, that'd be yeah, he'll be. He might be nine by the time I come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Ebron was evaluated for a concussion. And center Ryan Kelly for the Colts left with a neck injury. They are at Tennessee next week. That's bad for Marlon Mack. I don't want to talk about Marlon Mack. Uh, LaShawn McCoy did not start due to an issue with his coach, Sean McDermott. Uh, he had six carries. Keith Ford had seven carries in a much better game. That was messy. They got the Dolphins next week. Dallas defensive tackle Tyrone Crawford is certainly the most serious thing we saw today. He left with a neck injury, and we hope for the best for for, uh, Tyrone Crawford. And two record setters today. Zach Ertz set the single season record for catches by a tight end, and Christian McCaffrey set the single season record for catches by a running back. Ertz broke Witten's record. McCaffrey broke Forte's record. And let's talk about what surprised us in Fantasy Week 16. Heath, uh, why don't you kick it off? What surprised you in Fantasy Week 16? Well, I mean, the first thing was C.J. Anderson, but uh, I think we probably talked enough about him i was very very surprised by rudolph who we've also talked about even if you take away that uh hail mary he had eight catches in that game other than the hail mary yeah like we hadn't seen him that involved for like two months scored two touchdowns and he hadn't scored since like week four and then nelson Aguilar, I, we we had decided that nick Foles loved alshon jeffrey and jeffrey got a little bit as well but Al- Al- Aguilar was a big part of the game plan yeah he had the big one with- I forgot how long that catch was, like 83, 83 yards? 83 yards. 83-yard touchdown catch for Aguilar. Um, and that leads us to Dave's surprise, which was Nick Foles. Nick, Nick Foles, 35 of 49, 471 yards and four touchdowns and a rushing yard. He was really, really good and just awesome job connecting with Aguilar on that deep ball. He really went back to Zach Ertz this week, leaned heavily on him. Ertz had 16 targets. Uh, Alshon didn't do much. Sproles got the scoring going for Philadelphia with a catch and run for a touchdown. And I, I really feel like it was Nick Foles who just willed this team to another big victory. And now they need a little bit of help to get into the playoffs, but they're right there on the door. They're, they are currently the only team left in the NFC that can catch up and get into the playoffs if something happens with the Seahawks or the Vikings. Mm. Yeah, and he took a big shot on the game-winning drive but he should be okay for Week 17 unless they go back to Carson Wentz. But uh, you might be using Nick Foles against the Redskins next week. And Jamie, what surprised you in Week 16? The Steelers' incompetence. Oh, the fake. Yeah, but at least we had some some passing yards in that game. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it was a fun game. It was a great I don't game. know why they brought Stephen Ridley in. 
That was ridiculous. (laughs) Really dumb. Uh, You know, there's another surprise that Heath had mentioned uh, before the show is Brian Hill. Brian Hill for the Falcons. Yeah, right. Got an opportunity. Tevin Coleman hurt his groin, only had 10 carries, and Brian Hill took care of business the rest of the way. Brian Hill had eight carries for 115 yards. He had a 60-yard run on the second-to-last play of the game. And he's at Tampa Bay next week. Do we know anything about Tevin Coleman and his injury? I, the severity? Yeah, yeah. We don't know yet. Okay. We'll learn. But if he's out, then it's the Brian Hill show in week 17 and You're gonna against have to, Tampa it's gonna be, Bay. It's going to be tough if you play in a week 17 championship deciding if you're willing to die on that hill. <laughs> uh, just one thing that surprised me. And, I, I mean, I got the bonanza right, which was a bit of a surprise. But... Not Sam Darnold, and not the fact that he did well, but the fact that he did, he had an outstanding game. He was over 30 fantasy points. There are six quarterbacks going into Sunday night with more than 30 fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues. There were none last week. But Darnold, two weeks in a row, really showing up. 341 yards and three touchdowns this week. 253 yards and two touchdowns last week. At New England in week 17, um, is this, uh, what do you make of this two game stretch for Sam Darnold last week against the Texans this week against the Packers guys? I feel like he's been building toward this and something's clicking for him. In this case, part of the reason why he had such a good game is because that Packers defense is so bad. They lost their best corner, uh, Jair Alexander, uh, to an injury in the game. They didn't have Kenny Clark. That was one of their best defensive linemen. And the offensive line was able to hold off the pass rush and gave Darnold time to throw. And he was chucking it all over the place. Averaged about 10 yards per pass attempt. Looks like a completely different quarterback from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And he's got a number one wide receiver, apparently, because Robbie Anderson had an amazing game. So that was a fun one. Went to overtime. Number one tight end, too. Yeah, you know what was funny about that game? was it, I, I was hoping you guys were going to give me the bonanza on that game, even if Devontae Adams ended up with a bad game. Because I think he had 10 catches for 55 yards in regulation. And that touchdown was huge, huge, by the way. Yeah. Huge, huge for my team. Yeah. Oh, all right. Hey, congrats, Dave. Thank so you. successful bonanza. You know who was not successful? The Mega Duds of Fantasy Week 16. Jamie, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski were Mega Duds. Brady had seven fantasy points. Uh, he was in the negatives at one point fairly late in the game. He yeah. had the nice touchdown Lucky touchdown, sort of, from Julian Edelman. And Gronkowski did not have a catch on three targets. What do you make of this Patriots offense? I think at this point they're just getting wins. You know, I don't think they really care about how it's happening. Uh, this was a dominant run performance. Um, you know, looking at just what the matchup was, um, you can run on the Bills. It's hard to throw on the Bills. Next week will be interesting because it's a little bit tougher to run on the Jets. It's easier to throw on the Jets. I would be surprised, though, if you can trust Brady at this point. And he left the game for Brian Hoyer. He says he's not hurt. That's not something we typically see, even in wins, that they take him out. So we'll see what's going on with him. You going to trust Gronkowski next week? No. Man, It's a tough matchup for him, on top of him being very, very sluggish and crappy. He scored against them the last time, but Jamal Adams played really well. You think Gronkowski's going to play next year? (laughs) Are we seeing the end of Rob Gronkowski? I... I would be surprised at this point. He's just laboring through games. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, remember the uh, game on Saturday? Phillip Rivers and the Chargers faced the Ravens. And he, boy, Phillip Rivers scored three fantasy points. He made Tom Brady look great. He uh, threw two interceptions, 181 yards. How about that Ravens defense? But what do you think about Rivers right now? I mean, this was a terrible game against a very good defense. It doesn't necessarily... Philip Rivers is a low-end number one quarterback to me. Just independent of matchup, this was an awful matchup, and he had an awful game. But I don't, I don't, I, my opinion didn't change because of this game. It was just, it was, it was really, really bad. It got off to a terrible start with the interception. Uh, the the Chargers had so many penalties that just shot themselves in the foot and brought these crazy long third downs. Um, he was sacked four times in the game, Jamie. Philip Rivers. Yeah, I think so. But he, you, he, he was hit a lot. It felt, felt like a lot more, didn't it? Because when I saw the sack total late in the game, I think it was four. I was like, "That's it." They would seem like they were after him all game. Yeah, it it definitely showed a lot of ugly flaws that the Chargers have to figure out before they play in the playoffs. 
if Kansas City, and we'll know you guys will know this by the time you hear this, if Kansas City beats Seattle, the Chargers are locked into their seed. They'll have nothing to play for. I would suspect that you won't see any of their big time guys in week seventeen. Um so Philip Rivers was a dud. What did you think of Melvin Gordon last night? I didn't I didn't feel like he was himself. He no. was no, I mean they they used Justin Jackson a ton in the passing game. He led them in targets. Uh, I look, you got lucky with the touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he'll be fine next week though if he plays. Yeah, it just seemed like he wasn't really making guys miss. He had some opportunities, and usually he does a lot more with them. Um, and he had a couple of runs called back on holding calls that didn't really impact his runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another, I'll call this guy a quasi dud, but he's outside the top twenty-four at running back, and it's Joe Mixon. 17 carries, 68 yards, two catches for 10 yards. They got down near the goal line a couple times, and he did not score. Um, they got two passing touchdowns late in the game. But Mixon, yeah, I, I think, Jamie, this is what people were fearing with Joe Mixon. And uh, I guess those fears came true with a pretty bad game for him. He's just got no talent around him. You know, and, and it's, like you said, the the couple times they were near the goal line, I you know, it's like you're almost begging for, for him to get the carries there. Yeah. Um, he. The Browns defense play well, and he is going to just see this next week as well. Eight-man fronts. And finally, Mega Dud Heath, uh, Amari Cooper. Two Mega Duds in a row. Last week it was four catches for 32 yards on seven targets at Indianapolis. This week it's four catches for 20 yards on five targets against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers! And this was after everybody, you know, was pretty excited about him. He had more than 200 yards and two touchdowns against the Eagles. Uh, your quick thoughts on Amari Cooper. It turns out he is still Amari Cooper. <laughs> uh, it was it was disappointing. I mean, it was a bad game script. They had a two-score lead for most of the second half, I think, in this game. And he only saw five targets in the game. Dak only threw it 25 times. And that's going to be a concern on the Cowboys. I was actually thinking, we, we started last week on our top 12 wide receivers for 2018, or 19. And I was actually considering trying to find a way to squeeze him in there, and I, you can't. Yeah. So, like, who's you? You know, who's at like the back of that top twelve? AJ Green. Right. Has to be. He has to go ahead of him, over Cooper. Yeah. You. It, you've had a little flip flop on that. No, I didn't. I said. I said he, right he from the start. He definitely had to be behind him three weeks ago. No, he no. Was probably I, behind him last week, and now he's definitely behind him again. I said probably. All right, but I've always, hedged. I've always had. You, 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 you took a couple steps back after the forty-nine point game. I've always had AJ Green ahead of Amari <laughs> Cooper. He has to go ahead of him. Uh, I don't remember hedging, but I take your word for it. Uh, some other news and notes: Taylor Heineke left with an injury, but he returned. But he may not be able to play next week at the Saints. Kawan Short did not play. Carolina defensive tackle uh, Darius Slay left with an injury. Stephon Diggs scored on his replacement. That was pretty much it from Diggs. Cody Kessler left with an injury, but he returned. Two. This is actually a pretty bad day for the Texans. A terrible day. They lost the two seed temporarily, and the did Kessler come back. Uh, yeah, he came back. Kessler, he did. I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't think Kessler came back. When did he get hurt? I didn't watch much of that fourth quarter. Uh, he okay. So then he got hurt twice because he got hurt in the first half, and then he came back out after halftime. Yes, I believe that's correct. And then he got hurt again? Because Bortles only threw six passes. Uh, it, I, I, Bortles I, finished the game. He Kessler did play in the second half, in the third quarter. So, it, yes. Yeah. It Kessler doesn't matter. got hurt in the first half <laughs> and then came back in the third quarter, and then they took him out again, and then Bortles finished the game. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but for Houston, it does. They lost the game. They lost two defensive backs, and Demarius Thomas may have torn his Achilles. Yeah. Um, we may have another injury situation from this game. Damian Williams left with what could be cramping, but he uh, uh. he's getting he was getting looked at on the side. <laughs> well, at least we got a Heath sigh out of it. There are Heath sighs, and then there are Heath like groans, uh, grunts. There are Heath moans, just sound effects. Weird touchdowns in Week 16. Kyle Rudolph caught a Hail Mary. Julian Edelman rolled over defenders, got back up and scored, and Larry Fitzgerald threw a touchdown pass to David Johnson. I'm glad I started Larry Fitzgerald over Todd Gurley. Let's go. <laughs> um, you know, it's such a weird show. Like last week we were sitting there after we did the podcast and it was like, that was such a strange show. It's, it's, 
I don't know how to approach it at this point in the season. You know, we're not really talking about week 17. We're not talking about next year. We're just sort of reacting. So let's take a look at the leaders um, and see what we have to say about fantasy week 16. Aaron Rodgers was amazing. 46 fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues. You guys loved Deshaun Watson this week, and he came through. Both Rodgers and Watson had two rushing touchdowns. Quick, name another quarterback who had a rushing touchdown. There were three others. Dak? Yes, correct. Keep going. Goff? Correct, and? Eli Manning. Eli Manning! Also, I'm not sure if you saw this. I had to sound off, so I think this is true, but I believe that Lamar Jackson already has more career rushing yards than Phillip Rivers. Did you guys Sounds about right. See that? <laughs> okay, Wouldn't think... surprise me one bit. Um, so Rodgers and Watson are one and two. Nick Foles, three. Ben Roethlisberger, four. Sam Darnold, five. And Jamie, start of the week. Baker Mayfield, 30 fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues. Three touchdowns. Big one. Yeah, he was great. Um, and most of that came in the first half, so. Right. Uh, he could have had a lot more. So, uh, kudos to Baker. Um, we're going to reveal our top 10, top 12, excuse me, quarterbacks on, uh, Monday show for 2019. And he's, uh, he's in my top 10. Ooh, really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. When, when are we doing this? When are you doing this on FFT? On Monday. On Monday. Okay. I'll be on FFT on Tuesday, everybody, on the video show. So. You're, you're welcome. Watch it on, <laughs> watch it on CBS Sports HQ. Yeah, we, we figure we pick a holiday where nobody's watching so we can hide you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tuesday, people are somewhat busy on, on, on Christmas. Will uh, you at least shave for the video appearance? So look what I, look at my face. Just take a look. I shaved the neck. So I have a, a an on purpose beard. So you beard. have a beard. Yeah, right. I have an on purpose beard. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's good. Thanks. It makes you look older than you are. <laughs> no one will card you. I'm going to enjoy uh, hosting so I can chastise you and you'll have the chance to respond. Uh, I'm just going to be watching the Knicks game the entire time, you know? All right, running backs. Heath, why don't we take a look at running backs together, sir? CJ Anderson is number one, uh, tied with Alvin Kamara in non-PPR. However, there are two running backs ahead of CJ Anderson in PPR. They are Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams. Elijah McGuire is four and tied for fifth. Sony Michelle and Christian McCaffrey, and actually Darren Sproles ahead of Sony Michelle in PPR. So your top like seven or eight running backs are CJ Anderson, Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Elijah McGuire, Sony Michelle, Christian McCaffrey, and Darren Sproles. And Heath, if we focus on the Jets Packers game, Williams and Kamara both deliver. Yeah, Kamara didn't play in that game. Uh, Williams, Williams and McGuire definitely <laughs> did deliver, and good job on you. On the Bonanza, yeah. we thought that game might turn into a shootout. It absolutely did. The defenses were completely and totally terrible. As far as Camara, there was a huge, huge turn of events in that game. And I know this as someone who had Mark Ingram on three of my finals teams, where Ingram had a great run outside to the right, went out of bounds, fumbled the ball out of bounds, actually, at the one, got a chance at the touchdown, and tripped over the four-yard line, and fell down at the one again, and then Alvin Kamara's got the touchdown. Yeah. And that is why Alvin Kamara is a top five running back. Yeah, yeah. Kamara, and uh, he had four catches for 82 yards. Only seven carries for 23 yards. The Steelers' run defense was excellent in this game, even though they gave up three rushing touchdowns. As far as Ingram goes, I mean, I don't think you can be too disappointed with what you got, right? He scored. Right. He had 11 for 35 and a touchdown, and well, I guess it's pretty disappointing. Nine fantasy points in non-PPR, 10 in PPR. Uh, Damie, anything to say about C.J. Anderson, um, Sony Michelle, Christian McCaffrey, Darren Sproles? I was excited to see Sony Michelle play like this. I was hoping that he would have uh, more opportunities to play, and uh, I think the Patriots wanted to get him going to uh, to be prepared for that playoff run, and maybe to hide Brady a little bit. Is that possible? That they tried to to run to take some pressure off of Brady because he wasn't playing so hot. Well, the way he's playing right now, they may have to hide him to advance in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, it's tough. Gron- Gronk's not himself, obviously, and Josh Gordon's gone, and nobody really filled the void, including James like it, White. It, it feels like we're headed toward. Well, the Patriots might eventually play Baltimore in the playoffs. I don't know if it'll be a first round game anymore, but Baltimore tends to have New England's number in the playoffs. We've seen them eliminate them before. And I, I think that would be a 
it's going to be a bad matchup for anybody, but I think it would crush New England. This is about the time you pick the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, right? Now. Do you want to hear my crazy... Uh, okay, if the Patriots play the Ravens, here's Adam's crazy thought about that game. I would pick the Ravens if Joe Flacco started and the Patriots when Lamar Jackson starts. Man, you hate Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I I almost would do the opposite. Bill Belichick scheming against Lamar Jackson. Are you kidding me? Lamar Jackson in a big playoff spot uh, at Foxborough? Are you kidding? You, no. You 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 spent the last two weeks telling us how terrible the Patriots' run defense is. That's all the Baltimore Ravens do. He'll throw two interceptions, and I got he's not really throwing interceptions, but he'll <laughs> throw two. I wouldn't try. I wouldn't trust him to beat the Patriots in the playoffs. That's reasonable. Right? Ravens might be the home team. No, that's not true. No, I don't think so. Oh. Um, I need to mention Christian McCaffrey, 12 catches. He is the number one running back in PPR this week. Wide receivers. Antonio Brown showing up. 14 catches, 185 yards, two touchdowns. And his best catch of the game was an incomplete pass. It was almost a touchdown. Amazing play. He did score later on that drive, though, I believe. Um Robert Woods had a huge game. He had six catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown. Robbie Anderson, though, outscored Woods in PPR. He had three more catches. He had two more fantasy points in PPR. Nelson Aguilar, Michael Thomas, and Mohamed Sanu are tied for fifth. Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley right there as well. So, Heath, you've been the big Robbie Anderson guy. He comes through again. You believe, Do you believe in him for next year? You know, I might find a way to get him my top 12. <laughs> he, he has been outstanding over the last four weeks. Well, outstanding over the last two and very good over the last four. It, listen, Sam Darnold is getting better. Dave's talked about that a lot. And he's trusting Robbie Anderson. And if Robbie Anderson, with the way he's performed over his career, is going to have a year where he averages eight or nine targets a game, you better believe I'm going to view him as a number two receiver. Jets are at the Patriots next week, guys. Robbie Anderson, a must-start? Yes. Number two receiver with this kind of upside. Yeah, man. Um, The Falcons had a big game. Sanu and Ridley, 80 yards, or 81 yards, 90 yards. Both of them had a touchdown. Julio Jones caught a touchdown, didn't get a ton of yards, only 28 yards. But Matt Ryan had a really good game. Um, You know, the the Ridley one was a little fluky. Long touchdown pass. He was wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, anything else? Brown, Woods, Robbie, Aguilar, Michael Thomas, Sanu, Evans, Ridley. Most of those guys are very good. Yeah, and uh, T.Y. Hilton just can't score, but he's terrific. Seven catches, 138 yards. Uh, in case we don't get to him, how about Rashard Higgins? Six catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. I think that's the nice thing about Baker is he's not relying on one guy. He's certainly not relying on Jarvis Landry. <laughs> uh, your top tight ends this week. All right, so who's the number we one? I don't know what you said because you cut out there. Oh, I said he's certainly not relying on Jarvis Landry, and then I laughed at my own joke, which comes as I'm no sorry, surprise. sorry, I missed that. <laughs> okay. Uh, who do you think the number one tight end in fantasy is in non-PPR? This week? Yeah. It's Kyle Rudolph. Who, who is it in PPR? Herndon. No, it's Zach Ertz. It's Zertz. Oh, yeah. It's Zach Ertz. 12 catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Texans are terrible against tight ends. Um, also, Mark Andrews, who had two catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Herndon and David Njoku, teammates in college. Um, and young guys, Herndon a rookie, Njoku a second-year guy. How do you view them going forward? They'll both probably be... Najoku will be a middle to late round pick in drafts. Herndon will be a late round flyer, and you'll use them both next week. I'd rather have Herndon next year. What? Really? Yep. How I'm come? not ready to say that yet because I'm pretty sure the Jets will add something at wide receiver to potentially take targets away from Herndon. But that's that, that's all I have to say. David Njoku is so much better than Chris Herndon. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he's better in fantasy. But if you were drafting well, a team, you'd want Njoku. You'd want Njoku because he he's a physical freak, but right. he's still not a polished NFL player. You're hoping that he takes another step in his third season. Yeah. No, and not that Herndon is, you know, all of a sudden Tony Gonzalez out there for the Jets, but 
he's he, the one-handed catch that he made today. It's great. Was pretty damn impressive. I don't know if Najoku's yeah, made any one-handed but, catches or anything like that. But Najoku's touchdown catch, you think they're throwing jump balls to Chris Herndon and he's coming down with them like like Najoku does? They they could. It's not that they don't, but they could. Yeah, but Najoku, I mean, all right, Dave says Najoku over Herndon next year. Jamie says Herndon over Najoku. Heath? Um, Najoku over Herndon. Okay. And, you know, Evan Ingram. I do not feel strongly about that. Evan Ingram, uh, six catches, 87 yards. Evan Ingram is the only tight end who did not score a touchdown and scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR because he also had two carries for 26 yards, and he had two almost touchdowns. I, th- I think we probably need to look up, and I I could actually do this. Well, now I'm not going to. He doesn't have a touchdown in the last month, right? Uh, I believe that's correct. I think the last time he scored was against Washington. Right. Yep. Five Like five games ago. He has 250, 280 yards receiving in the last four games, averaging like 70 yards a game and did not score a touchdown in that stretch. That's got to be close to a record for a tight end. Yeah, that's a good point. George Kittle also had 74 yards and a and no touchdown. Um, but, you know, look at guys like Ian Thomas, C.J. Uzama, Michael Pruitt, Scott Simonson got the touchdown for the Giants. Um, do you see anything with – like Ian Thomas, I think that's really impressive. Four catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown uh, from Heineke. I don't Cam know. Cam was holding him back. I guess. And Uzama. He's hurt. Yeah. Um, well, do you do you have any faith in Thomas or Uzama in Week 17? No, Thomas plays the Saints, and Uzama plays the Steelers. The Saints may be resting guys, though. Oh, that's a good point. All right, those are your tight ends. They one, almost certainly will be resting guys, actually. One thing that uh, I have a lot of faith in every single time I need tickets is the SeatGeek app. Jamie, how was the basketball game this weekend? It was great. Gators won handily. Yes, they did. Gators with a big basketball win. Jamie went to the game with his kids. They got some chicken fingers and fries. They used SeatGeek to get to the game because SeatGeek saves you time and it saves you money. Gone are the days where you're searching multiple websites to try to find the best deals. You are scouring the internet trying to find uh, ticket prices that fit your budget. When you use SeatGeek, SeatGeek does all that work for you, grades every ticket based on value. You can sort by price. You can sort by by value, basically, where they tell you these are the best tickets in terms of value, in terms of bang for your buck. Uh, you can sort, you can filter, so you see all the fees. That is something that I really like. You know exactly what you're going to be paying. And if you use the promo code FFT on SeatGeek, you get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So listen, holiday time is now. We got football, college football. We got NBA, um, concerts, theater, comedy, any type of ticket you need. It's all fully guaranteed. Get the SeatGeek app and use the code FFT. It's an outstanding app. I love it. FFT on SeatGeek. Save 10 bucks on your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. Any almost touchdowns you guys uh, want to mention? How about Dallas Goddard tripping over his own feet? And then Zach Ertz later catching a touchdown on the drive. Um, I was really annoyed that Naeem Hines had a goal line touchdown. Really annoyed. Uh, Travis Kelsey has one in this game. He was open by about 30 yards, and Patrick Mahomes overthrew him. Yeah, well, Mahomes isn't very good. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown had a, a, um, almost a ridiculous almost touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. he scored later on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple plays later. Mm-hmm. Mark Ingram had two on back-to-back plays. <laughs> That's right. And Josh Adams had one called back. That'll pretty much do it. Tennessee 25, Washington 16. We get to the games. Oh, what a thriller. Actually, you know what? I didn't, I didn't hate this game. It was a good game. Came down to the final, final play. Uh, Adrian Peterson, guys, you know, that could have been one of my surprises. 26 carries, 119 yards, 18 receiving yards. I, I'm pretty amazed at what he's done. He gets the, the Eagles mm-hmm. next week. What do you think about Peterson next week? I think he'll probably fall into number two running back territory. He's got his thousand yards for the season. And uh, I think he's still just trying to get as many yards as he can, prove that he still belongs in this league, and maybe even sticks with Washington for 2019. Yeah, maybe. He's got, you can't do that, though, because they're going to have Geis, and he's just going to stand on the sideline and complain the whole time he's not getting carries. <laughs> Hopefully Geis is okay. It was a pretty serious injury. Right. 
Um, and Derrick Henry. So I faced Derrick Henry in one league. It was PPR, which helped. He had one catch for eight yards, and I was almost relieved at the end of the game. 21 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. I felt like this could be another two-touchdown game, another 100-yard game. But still, no complaints, Jamie, uh, for Derrick Henry. Another nice game, and now he has eight rushing touchdowns in his last four games. I just hate the way I'm going to feel about him next season. <laughs> <laughs> because they, they've changed the offense. What do you mean? They, they went from this zone-blocking scheme to a more power-rushing scheme, and it's working. I know, but but you're going to have a hard time fully trusting him, right? If he does this one more time, they get in the playoffs, and he does this again, then it's hard not to trust him. Next week, they've got the Colts. That That's going to be by far his stiffest test. Well, okay, I, you know what? That's unfair because the Jaguars were a great run defense. They had a terrible game. But after that, the, the Giants and the Redskins, we basically forecasted that Henry was going to be great, and he was. Colts run defense is playing out of its mind right now. They're playing great. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing that. You get 20 carries, you're probably going to have a good game. Uh, that's pretty much it from this one. And he's worked. I, I heard an interview with Eddie George. They spent a lot of time together over the last few weeks just about how to be a power runner and actually, you know, take advantage of your size and physicality. Yeah. I mean, look, he, he's, he's doing everything we hope he was doing all season long. Where are you taking him in drafts next year? I mean, non PPR, if, again, if he finishes this way, Fourth, fifth round? Yeah. Uh, I bet he goes in the third if yeah. he finishes this way. That's kind of what I'm I bet thinking. he goes in the third if he finishes this way and he gets off to a good start in the preseason. I'll tell you who I'm not taking next year. I'm not taking Gus Edwards. I don't I don't think you that shouldn't. he's gonna be the starter, but let's just say we were drafting like tomorrow for next year, Gus Edwards would not be on any of my teams. I don't buy it. Um Chargers twenty two. You wouldn't take him in round eleven or round twelve, Adam? Oh, maybe. Uh, Ravens 22, Chargers 16, and another good game for Gus Edwards. 14 carries for 92 yards. Um, Kenneth Dixon had 8 carries for 28 yards and 2 catches. I was surprised they went back to Dixon after he fumbled. I thought that would have been it for him. Yep. And Lamar Jackson... And he kind of got, got a little lucky with Edwards because he had the 40-yard run on the first carry, and then he got a big run late, too. Yeah. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, I'm wondering... If matchup even matters for him, you know, because he doesn't do anything as a passer. And I don't this, know. His two best plays were two huge throws. Okay, so the Andrews throw was beautiful, right? What was the other? And the one, one before it too, to Brown. I might have missed that. It was uh, that we were doing the radio show, but uh, not at that point. No, we were doing the radio show at that point. We were on the air. Um, but his pass on that fourth and goal was like the worst pass of the season for anyone. No, he's not good yet, but look, he's he's got the chance to get better. Okay, that Lamar Jackson is the most interesting guy in fantasy in 2019 on draft day. Yeah, he's, oh, he'll, he'll be he'll polarizing. Be, he'll be one of them. Oh, I'm going to draft a lot of Lamar Jackson next year. Is he going to be a top 12 I, quarterback for you? I don't think he's probably not, and he's definitely not. I don't think he's going to be drafted as a top 12 quarterback unless they add a true number one receiver. But I don't know that he, like, he's going to be a borderline number one guy, and he's going to be a guy that in the 13th round, when you've stockpiled all your other positions, he's there, and I'm going to take him. Yeah, I don't think he'll be there that late. See, I think if you look Someone at the quarterback, yeah, yeah. If, if you look at the, well, I will, if you look at the quarterback landscape next year, and you look, and you think to yourself, like you did this year, wow, there are like 16 guys that I'd be totally fine with. If, if that's how you're feeling next year, then, I am certainly going to take Lamar Jackson early. Early to the point where people are like, dude, you're taking him really early. Because I know that the other quarterback I take in round 12 is going to be perfectly fine. So I'm happy to reach for him because he has supreme upside. You going to take him over Foles? I'm going <laughs> to take you need him a over. starter for the Eagles? Why would you do that? Over Denver's next quarterback, Nick Foles. They'll probably buy him um, or something. By, by the way, uh, Damian Williams is fine. Daryl Williams is not though. Did Damian Williams just have a big play? No, he, no, no. He's, he's back. He's, he's back, back in the game. Whatever, whatever knocked him out for a few plays is not an issue. Yes, we don't need to update that because people. Know no, I, I know, but I, I know. Just as I said it. That's <laughs> oh, why I okay. It yeah. Uh, all right. Also in this game, uh, Keenan Allen was awful. I, I mean, the Ravens are just so good on defense right now. Are, is it hands off 
for all Browns next week? How are you going to feel about Nick Chubb? I'm not going to feel good about him. I'm not going to feel good about most of the Browns players. I mean, Melvin Gordon on a knee and a half scored against the Ravens, so I'll still start Nick Chubb. I will be starting him as a high-end number two running back. I'll definitely downgrade him from where I've had him the last couple of weeks. But I expect he's going to get 20 touches, and I start all running backs to get 20 touches. Of course. So I, I, I think he doesn't make the top 12, but I also think he's probably going to be the only Browns player you'll confidently Just keep in mind, start. you may not have Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, or Mark Ingram next week. We've got Jacksonville 17 and Miami 7. A really bad, like, some guys might have gotten fired on the Dolphins uh, today. And Leonard Fournette. Today? Well, Sunday, I mean. Like, this may have sealed no, the No, 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 I'm talking, okay. Yeah, they're having a nice year. This is a terrible they loss. They were all right. They were all right. They're going to clean house. There was a report I would hope this so. morning from Lock and Fora that, you know, something like that could be coming. But Leonard Fournette. Uh, Heath, 18 carries, 43 yards and a touchdown, three catches, 28 yards. Uh, he got a lot of work and he scored. Yeah, I, I did a bad job of projecting how many times Leonard Fournette was going to touch the football, but I had pretty good beat on how ineffective he'd be. <laughs> Every <laughs> time he gets 18 carries, 12 or more PPR points. I should hope so. I mean, Every time. yeah. <laughs> 18's a lot. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, K- yeah, Kalen Balaj, Kenyon Drake, no thanks. Predictably terrible game for, except Brandon Bolden scored. Uh, predictably terrible game for the Dolphins offensively. This, I don't want to talk about this game anymore. I'm offended by this game. Dallas 27, Tampa Bay 20. Dave, what are your takeaways from the Cowboys beating the Bucks by seven? I was surprised that Ezekiel Elliott had just 10 fantasy points. 85 yards rushing, 24 yards receiving. He had five catches. I like that part. But I almost feel like Dallas didn't game plan properly for this one. Tampa Bay's pass defense had been playing well coming into it. Their run defense had not. I think they could have fed Zeke a lot more. And uh, maybe they didn't because they want to keep him as fresh as possible for the playoffs. But I I still would have expected him to have well over 110 yards on 18 carries against this defense. Certainly find the end zone. Dak had a rushing touchdown. Zeke did not. The receiving core had a terrible game. I thought Cooper would do better than 20 yards. My boy Gallup, though, found the end zone just in time for Week mm-hmm. 16. <laughs> Three catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown on four targets for Michael Gallup. Yeah. Blake don't Jarwin. get excited. He's not going to be anything. He, he, I don't know how much he'll play or if he'll play in Week 17. And Blake Jarwin, two catches for eight yards on three targets. And I agree, Dave. I think Zico Elliott, to me, was one of the biggest disappointments. I know he had a, he had a fine game. He had 100, uh, would he have 109 total yards. But uh, you're expecting him to carry, you know, expecting him to win you a championship, basically, with this cake matchup against the Bucks and the fact that they were killing the clock late in the game. So uh, just really disappointing for um, for Zeke and uh, Heath. You look at Jameis Winston. He, you know, 16 fantasy points. He fumbled twice, but he threw for 336 yards. He did throw 48 times, and uh, he he found Mike Evans a ton, including a late touchdown. Yeah, it's it's been weird lately because it, I think it's pretty clear over the last month that they've made a point of emphasis to, for him to stop throwing interceptions. And he's done that, but he hasn't been near as efficient in terms of yards and touchdowns as a passer. They've gone super, super conservative in the red zone with this offense. And I've lost my train of thought because <laughs> you're doing some sort of motion over what just happened in the game. And I'm watching it on delay, so yeah. I don't know what just happened in the game. No, and you're going to ruin it. it for me. Don't worry about do it. Do you want us to ruin it for you, or no. do you want to just say when you see I it? I shouldn't have game? done that. They, listeners hate this. Let's ignore it. Let's ignore it. Um, okay. Jameis Winston, yeah. I just, had, I just had a friend win a significant amount of money on that touchdown. Oh, okay. All well, right. I'm happy for you. Um, Philadelphia 32, Houston 30. We'll talk about that game right after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Eagles had the ball for 33 minutes and 45 seconds. The Texans for just 26 uh, minutes and 15 seconds. I, you know, you know, it was a mega dud today. Alfred Blue. 
Um, well, first of all, Deontay Foreman was active. Foreman had three more carries. They were both terrible as rushers. Foreman did catch a touchdown. Two catches, 28 yards, and a touchdown. But, Jamie, um, what do you think about Blue and Foreman? They're both widely available. Does Lamar Miller miss this game? And we don't know his status for the Jaguars next week. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> okay, thank you. Well put. Um, any any impact of the uh, Demarius Thomas injury in terms of the rest of the Texans? Uh, I think you'll see DeAndre Carter continue to get fed a lot of targets, especially if Kiki QT misses Week 17. He's been working in the slot. He's been their slot receiver for uh, yeah, however long that QT's been out. Seven targets, six catches, 61 yards. So he's kind of in that Bruce Ellington, Theo Riddick, you know, moderate catch volume, low average zone. Yeah. Might be good for 10 to 12 PPR fantasy points. Hey, you know who's good for that? I would expect that? him to pick up some. And Sorry, Adam. And, and uh-huh. if QT's back, he might play uh-huh. anyway, and QT could be kicked outside to replace Demarius Thomas. You know who's I good think for uh, DeAndre Hopkins has a voodoo doll of everybody that plays opposite him. He sticks it in Will Fuller's hamstrings. <laughs> he hates uh, Demarius Thomas. He just wants all the targets. Did he borrow the voodoo doll from Brock Osweiler, who wouldn't let DeAndre Hopkins have a big year with him? Maybe. Okay, now do you know who's good for 12 PPR points every week? Trent Sherfield. Yeah, he's uh, he's picked up the Christian Kirk um, leftovers. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's almost Willie Sneed like. Uh, any thoughts for the Eagles guys? They're a pretty interesting team. I mean, last week it was all Alshon Jeffrey, and he did have three catches for 82 yards. That was great. But Ertz so involved, Sproles involved. Um, They're going to go nuts though against. Uh... The Redskins. Washington has nothing to play for. Philadelphia needs a win and help to get into the playoffs. They will be uh, they will be at full force. Can you imagine what Eagles fans are going to feel like if Nick Foles gets them into the playoffs and makes a run? Oh my goodness! What a thought. So, is there any reason to own Josh Adams? He's had tough, I, tough I, you know, situations. And go ahead. Right. So in. On Sunday, Darren Sproles saw, I would say, 50% of the snaps. I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but he he seemed to play a lot, and especially in clutch situations. Like, this is a player that I would go after on waivers for Week 17. And uh, it sucks for Adams because this is going to continue happening. Adams had more carries than Sproles, but Sproles is more involved near the red zone. And uh, Adams had the touchdown call back. That was probably more frustrating than anything for people who started him. It's a great matchup next week against Washington. Redskins run defense is in the tank. And if Philly builds a lead, you'll see Adams probably get a lot of work. Could be as many as 16, 17 carries. Yeah. And I think it's a shame for I don't have a problem with Adams next week. I don't think you should get rid of him. I, I, I think he's going to be like on that RB2 flex fence. I yeah. think you'll find at least 20 other running backs that you'd rather start. Uh, I, I think it's a shame for Carson Wentz that Sproles was hurt all year because he he makes them better. Darren Sproles is a factor. He doesn't get a ton of touches, but he's a he's a weapon. Minnesota twenty seven and Detroit nine. So Kirk Cousins, you know, a little bit lucky, but he had, he had a solid. Yeah, now nah, he was lucky. <laughs> the hail mary certainly <laughs> helped. But he probably he would have had um, I think twenty one fantasy points, maybe twenty without the hail mary. Uh, Dalvin Cook Heath, you're right. Are you satisfied with Dalvin Cook? 19 touches, over 100 total yards, did not score. He had a touchdown callback, too, if I do, if I believe correctly. Yeah, I, I feel so, like I, I was also disappointed by Ezekiel Elliott, but it's a similar situation. If a guy goes over 100 yards as a running back in a game and touches the ball that often, I think you have to be happy with having him on your team. Stefan Diggs, four straight games with seven, six or seven targets. And Thielen's been so inconsistent lately, but he had five catches for 80 yards. But, you know, like, like, how do you feel about the Vikings wide receivers? Their next, they got Chicago next week. Anyone? I, 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 <laughs> there's hesitation because this isn't the same Minnesota offense that it was three plus weeks ago. They still want to try and run the football. They probably won't be able to be nearly as effective. And, uh, the Chicago secondary could be banged up for the game. It's in Minnesota. Yep. You you want to trust Diggs and Thielen. You're probably going to end up starting them if you've been rolling with them through this cold spell. 
the last eight quarters they've played. They'll have chances. Uh, look, Diggs got Cousins touchdown. Cousins has played played well against one team with a winning record, and it was the Dolphins. Right. He had 18 fancy points. So Diggs, but but even in those like. Even when Cousins has been bad, you know, Diggs and Thielen have, have put up numbers at times. But I'm, I guess my question is, Diggs caught a touchdown and Thielen had 80 yards. It's not like they were disasters. But was this the game where you finally stop, where we, we finally say, no, you don't just have to start Diggs and Thielen. Now we can start looking at Robbie Anderson and other guys that we like better. Sure. You can say that. I, yeah, I think, th- I think, like, I, I had two guys, uh, ranked ahead of, Thielen this week that were in that category. One of them was a lot better, and I think one of them was probably not as good. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with starting Robbie Anderson. You mean, you mean Anderson and Jeffrey? Yeah. Yeah, I did the same thing. I had them both ahead of Thielen. Well, Jeffrey was two more yards, two fewer catches, so pretty similar. And Anderson was obviously better. Green Bay 44, Jets 38. This was the bonanza. This was outstanding. Do you make anything out of EQ St. Brown and Marquez Valdez Scantling and Jake Kumaro doing well. Uh, Equinemia St. Brown left with a concussion. We'll see if he'll be okay for next week. I like the, the setup for the Packers at home against the Lions in the finale for Rodgers. Valdez Scantling had nine targets. It was nice to see where was this two months ago when we thought that he'd be that number two guy in the offense. It's amazing what happens when Rodgers can find another guy other than Devontae Adams to lean on. Today he found three. All three of these guys, Kumaro, MVS, Brown, St. Brown, had a minimum of 12 PPR fantasy points. And Jamal Williams was awesome. Jamal Williams was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many total yards did he end up having, Adam? 156. Right? 156 and two touchdowns. 6.3 uh, yards per carry. He was, he was great. He should have done that the first four weeks so he didn't lose his job to Aaron Jones. Well... Yeah, or at least the first two. It was the first two. He he had the Vikings and the Bears. You know, like that's that's a tough way to start the season. And then where are you going to put him next week against Detroit? I I, I, I think he's going to be good. I think he could be pretty good. Yeah, I mean they've been throwing to him. They're going to throw to him. They threw to Aaron Jones. They'll throw to him too. Do you know who the next most productive running back was for Green Bay in this game? No. It was their fullback who caught one pass for two yards. <laughs> um, Cleveland 26, Cincinnati 18. Cleveland had the ball for more than 10 more minutes than the Bengals. Uh, Jeff Driscoll actually ended up with 21 fantasy points. That was a surprise. We talked about Joe Mixon. John Ross, uh, t- tight end John Ross, one catch, three yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> really so good in the weird. red zone. So amazing. It's so weird. It's so ridiculous. What what do you think about the Browns wide receivers? Jarvis Landry had eight targets, but only four catches for 47 yards. Callaway did not catch one pass. He had one target. Perryman had two catches for 76 yards. And Rashad Higgins had the, Rashad Higgins had the best game. Isn't this like three straight weeks where Rashad Perryman's giving you something, low-end something for fantasy? I'm looking it up uh, right two. now. Well, Jarvis Landry's two. giving you a full season worth of low-end something. Yeah, yeah. That's a different type of something. Minimum uh, nine PPR fantasy points. For Perryman, each of the last three weeks, oh, three games. He has a 66-yard catch uh, three weeks ago against Carolina. He had a 63-yard catch against Cincinnati, and then at Denver two weeks ago, a 31-yard touchdown was the only catch he had. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. So now uh, he gets Baltimore. Got- it's a revenge. Oh, game. they have Baltimore. It's a revenge game. <laughs> uh, are we done here? Anything else you want to say about Browns Bengals? I'm looking forward to drafting Baker Mayfield in fantasy drafts next year. Atlanta 24 and Carolina 10. Matt Ryan, another nice game, 25 fantasy points. Coleman had the injury and averaged five yards per carry, but I, I assume he is going to bury some people today because he scored five points. Uh, very disappointing. And I loved him. When, when I saw that Kawan Short was out, I, I moved him up. I was all in on Tevin Coleman. So frustrating that he got hurt. Why wouldn't you be? When you look at Brian Hill's carries, he had eight of them. Coleman had ten. Was that mostly because of the injuries, or was it because the Falcons just need to have two running backs involved? I did not see much of this game, so I can't comment on that. But I can look up the play-by-play and see when Hill started to get 
more work if you can afford yeah, me a second. Yeah, I, I did it earlier. Um, a little bit of uh, early, but he only had eight carries. So, you know, he like I said, the second to last play of the game was a 60-yard run for Brian Hill. Looks like he had two first-half carries. Okay. All right, good to know. And Coleman had six. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is quarterback-proof, apparently. And... We already talked about Ian Thomas. So that brings us to New England 24 and Buffalo 12. Heath, thoughts on the uh, the Bills? Uh, Zay Jones had a garbage time touchdown. Robert, Robert Foster, four catches, 52 yards on seven targets. That's nice. And he, he could have made a great catch and scored, but didn't quite come up with it. Yeah, I don't like rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick defenses. <laughs> exactly. And this was, a, uh, this was a rough spot for Josh Allen. I guess he... Uh, Finished up, you know, pretty terrible. Uh, the rush numbers were down. Only five rush attempts in the game. It, it was, they were the Bills. They were the Bills, and they didn't stick to a running back as Keith Ford led the way with seven carries for 33 yards, and LaShawn McCoy had six carries for nine yards. They're a mess. But I think for people who were buying into Foster, I mean, it was good to see seven targets. So that's eight, five, and seven targets in his last three games, and they will have the Dolphins. Much easier matchup next week. Indeed. He's fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, okay. Just, uh, watching the game. Uh, for the Patriots, <laughs> James White. Uh, let's talk about James White. So he luckily gets that touchdown run. Uh, right. That's rare for him to run for a 27 yard score. But only two catches. I mean, how does he get two catches? His catches in his last five games are, um, Oh, sorry. I can I can tell you one, why. One, seven, two, five, and two. James Between White. Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, James White, and Cordero Patterson, the Patriots ran the ball over forty times. <sighs> wow. I mean that should that should tell you something about where their mindset is. Now maybe it's because they were worried about Buffalo's secondary making plays. They did pick off Brady twice. But I I think that they were far more into getting their run game going and seeing what they had there and and taking maybe a safe, conservative approach to winning rather than saying, all right, Tom, go do your thing. Yeah, I think I think point. it's I think it's fairly telling. And if we see it again, I don't know if we if we see it again next week, that means anything. But if we see it in the first round of the playoffs, then I think that would really mean something. And Burkhead had 13 carries and four catches, but I do think a lot of his carries were late in the game as well. This was his first game. He had a fumble too. More than nine uh, touches since returning from injury. Uh, okay, I guess there was no need to pick up Chris Hogan. He did not have a target. No, and Cordell Patterson did leave with a knee injury. I do not know his status. Colts twenty-eight, Giants twenty-seven. One of the better games of the day. Um, Andrew Luck with the comeback win. So it is tough sledding for Saquon Barkley the last two weeks. He's really been held in check with thirty with 43 rushing yards this week. He had 31 rushing yards last week, but he did manage to score a touchdown. So I think, you know, there are some guys, Marlon Mack, Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon, where you're just like, Stefan Diggs, thank goodness he scored a touchdown. Uh, do you look at Eli Manning next week as a possible starter against the Cowboys? Against Cowboys backups, potentially. Right. No, I don't think so. And one thing I just want to put on everybody's radar is that Saquon has over 320 touches this year, which, I mean, probably expected given where he was drafted and what the expectations were. 87 catches, 244 carries. Giants really don't have anything to play for. Maybe they should uh, cover your ears if, you're, if you've got Saquon on your team and you're playing in Week 17, but maybe they should think about resting him. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen, um, but... It's not a bad idea. He should. Yeah. Eli, Eli would be more attractive if Odell plays. Yeah, if Beckham plays and and the and the Cowboys are sitting there, guys. And based on last year, I mean, or was it two years ago, Week Seventeen, the Cowboys? I think they took their starters out pretty early, if I recall. Uh, pretty. We, I think there's a pretty good chance Beckham's already on a boat and off the coast of Miami. <laughs> Why they're not in the, the Cowboys? Two years ago, the Cowboys started. Most of their starters. That this was the year when Dak was yeah. a surprise, and Romo got hurt in the preseason. Romo came in after Dak, maybe two series right. for Dak. Right. Romo came in, and then Mark Sanchez took most of the work after that. All That's, right. You'll probably see 
something similar to that. Let's go to the late game. Saints 31, Pittsburgh 28, Roethlisberger with a huge game, 35 fantasy points. Drew Brees, uh, what did you make of Drew Brees, Jamie? He finished with 19 fantasy points, 326 yards, and one touchdown. I mean, he's just getting by at this point. They're just doing what they needed to win. So this was probably his last game for the regular season. Yeah, but did you feel not like— Not on a good note for fantasy purposes. Uh, they scored. He played well. They he scored four rushing, I mean, touch, or three rushing touchdowns. It kind of yeah. No, right. he's, he's playing great. It's going to be fun to see how the voting goes for MVP. Um, because if if for whatever reason Mahomes doesn't get the one seed, I think it's Breeze. But Mahomes is just clearly statistically better than him. I think if you start a Breeze, you're still okay with what he gave you, which is 19 uh, fantasy points. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I mean, no, you I'm might not expect okay more, but think about what he did in the three games prior. But I'm not okay with that. I. I all right, I'm going to see where he finished. One, uh, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, talk about Ted Ginn. Well, I mean, 8%. there are a lot of people that picked up Nick Foles. He was clearly well behind him. He's behind Baker Mayfield. He was in the same category as Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, that's it's not good. He's 13th right now as of halftime and he's, at Sunday He's going to fall another two or three spots. The thing is, I like I would say, I'll try to be consistent because there have been games this year where Breeze threw the ball 22 times and threw three or four touchdown passes. He got he got a little bit unlucky this year this week in terms of fantasy production. He was good. They just ran the ball in instead of throwing it in. Uh, that's kind you of what I was getting. Get a little at. lucky though on that Thomas touchdown at the end. Lucky? Why? It was a touchdown. Yes, but still, it was borderline. Yeah, it so was, was very close. So was the pass interference call that extended the drive. Um, little little lucky there as well. Uh, Ted Ginn, guys, eight percent owned, five catches, seventy four yards, only one target for Traquan Smith, eight for Ginn. And revenge game next week against the Panthers. For who? For Ted Ginn. He's going to get revenge while he's play. sitting on the sideline? He might play. I doubt it. Uh, that guy coming off of injury is yeah. a key part of their offense. I doubt it. And, and if, you even are going... if he does, he's going to have Taysom Hill throwing in the ball. We saw how that goes. Oh, no. It's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh, fun. Maybe. Could be one of them. Could Can't be wait. both of them. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, I, I think you're looking at uh, a lot of Keith Kirkwood, Austin Carr, I think you see Traquan. Dan Arnold. Yep. I think they put Traquan out there. Yep. And you'll see a lot of Dwayne Washington at running oh. back. Remember him, <laughs> yeah. Lions fans? Yeah, wow. All right. Man, am I going to miss week 17? Yeah, we're going to miss you too, Heath. <laughs> Rams 31, Cardinals 9. Heath, don't act like you're not going to watch it or set any daily lineups. Like, like- uh, I will definitely watch it. I will definitely, um, yeah, I'll, I'll set a couple daily lineups. So Jared Goff scored one fewer fantasy point than Drew Brees. In fact, he scored, I think, one more fantasy point than Brees in four point per passing touchdown leagues. Goff was 19 of 24, 216 yards and a touchdown. He also had a fumble and a rushing touchdown. Um, so if you started Jared Goff, you were disappointed. Uh, overall thoughts on Rams 31, Cardinals 9. I'd like to see Brandon Cooks come back, be, be a factor, be good. He is, uh, he is, he's just, he's been terrible. Fantasy owners have to be very unhappy with what they've gotten over, out of him. Brandon Cooks has three touchdowns this season. That's, that's eye opening. Uh, yeah, so three catches, 35 yards. He should have been one of the mega duds. So my apologies for not putting him in. Like, I think it's even easier to get away from him compared to the Vikings receivers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Right, and and th- this is even going into a week where the Rams have to play to win, and uh, halfway decent matchup against San Francisco might not have Todd Gurley. I'm not. Tr- I can't trust Brandon Cooks. He's he's a flex. Can you trust David Johnson? David Johnson at Seattle next week. Yes. I wouldn't want to. But we have a yes, it's we have so fluky how to. he's producing them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that. 32-yard touchdown catch from Larry Fitzgerald. It was a great throw by Larry. It was. And a nice catch by DJ. Nice route, nice everything. But I just, what I'm hoping for is that people look at David Johnson's 2018 and they go, oh, God, he sucked. I don't want him on my fantasy team. And Cardinals get a new coaching staff and a new coordinator this offseason. They rebuild the offensive line. Rosen progresses. Well, all these the things are happening. Program. Like all, people are going to buy in. <laughs> you know, 
I feel yeah, like I'm, I'm hoping if yeah. I can get David Johnson in round two next year, I'm going to be a very happy camper. I don't know if I'll be able to. Yeah, I think you will. Thanks, Adam. Uh, yeah, you can have him. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. Um, but, oh, yeah, time of possession in this game was a big factor. Cardinals had the ball for less than 23 minutes. Huge, huge uh, factor there because the Rams had it for 37.04, so more than 14 extra minutes. Bears they had it 14. for almost 40 minutes, and Brandon Cooks had 35 yeah. yards. Well, they ran a lot. I mean, C.J. Anderson had 20 yeah, carries. Yeah, and yeah. John Kelly yeah. had 10. Okay, uh, Bears 14, 49ers 9, and I was, I was looking forward to the Niners having a good game. I thought that they could, and I think when they lost Pettis early in the game, he had already five targets. That was it. <clears throat> Probably hurt Kittle. It was, uh, it was ugly. Um, but. Well, it was it wasn't just losing Pettis. They lost Brita and Pettis. Yeah. Like, right in the same range of the game. Yep. Brita had four carries for 20 yards. Wilson came in and had 11 more carries for 27. Like, it was just that they can't, they're not very good in the first place. You take away their best wide receiver and their best running back against a team like the Bears, and there's just no hope. And I, I think, uh, Tariq Cohen is gonna lose people fantasy leagues. He had 19 total yards on seven touches. And I don't know, like, he just doesn't get, he doesn't get enough work, you know? It, he scores touchdowns, but he didn't today. Uh, the Bears' offense is is frustrating. Yes. Is there anyone you trust on the Bears' offense next week at Minnesota? No, it's going to be very difficult to to like any of their guys. Uh, the but their receivers are so consistent. <laughs> yeah, Robinson is showing a little bit of consistency. He is. Yeah, dumb fumble. Yep. Yep. Catch the ball and go down. Um, would you give a thought to Kendrick Bourne or Marquise Goodwin? No, no, no. Goodwin got shaken up toward the end of the game, and this might have been his first game. Might have been his first game all season with eight targets. I want to say. I'm double checking yeah, yeah, right now. More than five, I think. Yeah, I think, that's and that it. was because who left the game? Pettis. Yeah, but Bourne forecasts receiving needs a reboot. Yeah. I uh Pettis. can I can I claim Dante Pettis as my guy for next year? Sure. Okay, thanks. How serious was his like injury? It looked pretty bad. Pretty bad I think yeah. he needed help getting off the field. If, if that was an ACL, you may not want to. No, I'll take him anyway. <laughs> and he will out he'll outscore Kenny Stills. <laughs> so Heath, uh say say goodbye for two thousand eighteen since you won't be here for week seventeen. It's really been great talking to you guys and working with you guys. I'm going to miss you immensely this week. I feel terrible that I'm not going to be there. I'm sorry if you're playing in week 17, and congratulations to all the champions. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Heath. Merry Christmas, Merry Heath. Christmas. Have a wonderful holiday. Have a great new year. And I will talk to you all on Tuesday for Dave, for Jamie, for Heath. I'm Adam. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-